My bad, y'all. Can y'all hear me now? <laughs> I think I got it working. I don't know what was going on. See, the devil be up. Devil be working. Good morning and welcome to the morning motivation. Hi, guys. Sorry about the technical difficulties. I don't know what was going on, but let me know. Yay or nay? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Because today we are going to be talking about abstinence, God, sex. Um, and I don't want to say thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. See, the devil be working because I didn't do nothing different. Okay. We're going to be talking about uh, sex in the Bible. I don't want to say the S word too much because that's when the bots start coming out. Thank y'all for coming back. I'm so sorry for technical difficulties. Um, we're going to talk about abstaining. We're going to talk about a little bit about marriage. Um, we're just going to see what God has to say and why uh, certain things are said. I did a lot of research on this topic. Okay. Spent two days going through the Bible reading and probing and we're going to uh, just talk about it today thank y'all for coming back i appreciate it so let's go ahead and do our prayer shout outs and all that good stuff we go live at 8 a.m eastern here in atlanta georgia so if you want to be a part of the conversation uh please join us live we would love to have you we would love 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 to have you okay so please come back and be a part of the conversation. But anyways, let's uh, dive into our prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for waking us up again on, for another day. Thank you for allowing us to fellowship through the internet. I pray that anything that is said here is through your word and your word only, that uh, anybody that needs to be convicted or needs to hear a message, that you tap their hearts and their souls, and that you allow that your message penetrate them in the way that you see fit. Uh, Lord, I pray that you order our steps and that we are obedient to your word and to the purpose that you have called us here for and that we will turn away from anything that is not of you. Uh, I pray for abundance, prosperity, peace, love, discernment on anyone listening now and forever. In your darling son, Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Happy Friday, y'all. So let's do the shout outs so we can get into this topic because it's going to be a juicy one. Again, I'm going to have to keep, uh, I'm not going to say the word sex a lot because I don't want the bots to come out. Y'all know them little nasties be coming out the woodworks, talking about OnlyFans, all that we ain't got time. Uh, so I want to get into it, but we're going to, it's some juicy stuff. We're going to talk about it, right? Good morning. Yes. Okay. So good morning, Destiny. Happy Friday. Good morning, Diamond. Happy Friday. Good morning, Sharnesia. Happy Friday. Good morning, Cookie Monster. Happy Friday. Thank you so much, Destiny, for letting me know and everybody that was chiming in, uh, letting me know that my mic wasn't working because I was going. So thank you. Good morning, Destiny. Good morning, Shador. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Melanin. Hey, Melanin, honey. Good morning, Charlene. Uh, good morning, She Amber. <laughs> he said, hey, yes. Good morning, Nana. Good morning, Yolanda. Good morning, Turquoise. Happy Tuesday. Good morning, KB. Good morning, Lou. And God's people, I love that. Good morning, Simone. I made time to get my new Bible out, period. I'm going to be giving y'all a lot of scriptures, so make sure y'all got your pen and paper ready. Good morning, Dia. Good morning, Indigo Kisses. Yes, say relations. <laughs> yeah, we're going to say relations. So when I say relations, y'all know what I'm talking about. We're talking about the, the deed, okay? Um, and I think that this is so important. I think that we as Christians need to talk about this more because there's always two extremes. There's always like either you're going to hell if you do this or you a freak until the day until the dawn. So let's, let's, let's be realistic. Uh, like I was saying before, we're all adults. Um, this conversation is for adults, this conversation for Christian believers. We are just going to have a grown conversation about uh, what is just being what, what most of us have done. Right. Let's keep it a buck. 
what's out in the world. We're going to debunk some myths. We're going to talk about it in, in full. And I want you guys to chime in in the comments. Let me know. Uh, good morning, Sydney. Let me know if there's anything that you guys know, anything you guys disagree on, put in the comments. Make sure it's respectful, of course. And we're going to just have a grown adult conversation about relations, sexual relations. So let's, let me just start off by saying this, right? There is nothing to be ashamed of when it comes to sexuality. Um, but I say that with a very... Uh, when I say that, I am not talking about sexual immorality or the things that God has called us not to do. And we're going to talk about that. I'm saying that there's nothing to be ashamed of. If you've already done it, um, repent, do what you got to do where you feel you are called. If you are being convicted not to, there is nothing to be ashamed about. However, there may be some things to be worked on. And the reason why I don't want to push this shame narrative, right? That most people, especially people and folks doing research that were in the purity culture, I shared a really good uh, conversation on my community page. Make sure you guys check out my community page on, on YouTube. I share a lot of great conversations uh, with people and people who are, were like, grew up in church and a purity culture was forced down their throat. What ends up happening from what their stories are, good morning, everyone, is that, um, good morning, D, that they feel ashamed once they cross over into marriage and now they have all this unlearning to do, right? So I don't want us to look at it as a shameful thing. I don't want it to look us to look at it as, oh my gosh, it's so nasty. There's nothing nasty about sexual relations or sex. What It's beautiful and it's supposed to be sacred, right? It's, it's a part of worship. God gave it to us for a reason, but the reason why he put parameters on it is to help us not to it's not a controlling thing it's not a you have to turn away from your animalistic instincts is what a lot of people want to you know say like that it's we're animals that's what we're supposed to do yes it's natural that's how we procreate but but god has a lot to say about it and, and what we ain't supposed to do and why but i and i just want to say to blanket the whole thing is for our protection to protect our hearts to protect our, our self-control. There's a lot of reasons why I feel just by doing my research, why God wanted us to keep it sacred and wanted us to have it with one person for a plethora of reasons that we're going to uh, get to. Yes, it is a part of life, right? And it's, but it, the reason why he put ramifications and left and right limits on, on relations are for our protection. And we're going to talk about it. So I'm going to give you guys a lot of verses. I did a lot of research. Make sure you got your pens and papers. Make sure you have uh, your Bibles. Good morning, Gl Glorious Rising. Happy Housewife. Make sure you guys um, take notes and um, and let's just dive into it. So let's say, what does God say about sex, right? So every time I researched and I found, came across, remember I told you guys my Bible has uh, what they're called uh concordance right and if you look in the back of your bible possibly your your bible has concordance in it and every single issue that we can think about from listening to love to being mighty being anytime it's it's mentioning a key word that it's highlighted so i took time and went down and looked at every time the bible mentioned the word sex and I read the scriptures and read what it said. Now, 
the interesting thing is when man when man went to wed a wife or went to be with a woman right it said he slept with her he slept with her and then she became his wife when the bible talks about sex every time it's mentioned it's talking about sexual sin and being a part of it so let's dive into it so leviticus 18 says speak about it says speak about uh, Leviticus 18 speaks about what we should not do. It is like the Leviticus 18 is like a, these are the absolute, the forbiddenalities of sexual practices and sin and things like that. Um, it, it, it has a very distinctive list and some things you sh we shouldn't even shouldn't even like have to say, like, don't do it with your father. Don't do it with your mother. Don't do it with your stepsisters and step siblings. And which is interesting enough is how if you ever, let's be honest, we're grown, right? If you've ever been on sites that are for adults 18 and up, which it really should be, I think now, now they're 21 and up, they should be a lot older anyways. But there's a lot of interesting uh, titles that really always disturbed me anytime I was, I, I embarked in that space. Don't do it anymore. But when I did, let's keep it a book. There was a lot of interesting titles that the Bible strictly forbids us from doing to each other, which I always thought was really uh, icky and interesting. Like, why is this even a, a, a title? Why do people like it? I digress. <laughs> and if you know what I'm talking about, you know, a lot of stuff I cannot say because I'm not trying to get demonetized or get this blocked or have the bots come out. Um, but if, if you know what I'm talking about, then, you know, if you don't, don't worry about it. You don't, you don't need to know. Taboo. Thank you. Happy housewife. Shamber says, I also believe that he was protecting us when telling us this to save us from getting hurt and being broken over this. And we have a lot of broken people out here doing uh, doing it with multiple people. And let's talk about that, right? So every time it was mentioned, every time it was mentioned, it always talked about uh, being in sin. And the Bible tells us that doing, having, this is so hard to talk about PG because it's stuff that I want to say. I just want to say it. It talks about having relations outside of marriage and what that does to our bodies, right? It is. It says it's the only way we can sin against ourselves. So everything else that we do, right? Say if we lie, cheat, steal, um, destroy, gossip, all of the sins that we can do, we're we're sinning outwardly, right? If I steal, if I go to She Amber's house and I take something, then I'm stealing from She Amber. I'm still sinning, but I'm stealing from Shamber. I'm harming Shamber. If I go and cuss somebody out, I'm harming that person. But the Bible says that when we do relations outside of marriage, we are hurting ourselves. And and the reason why that is, is because we're not only opening ourselves to not following God's word, which we'll get into, um, but we're also opening up our hearts. Like Shamber said, I feel like sex relations. <laughs> If it comes out, it's going to come out. Forget it, right? I feel like we water down sex so much in, in our society. We make it seem like it's so, it, because it's so natural, right? That we're like, oh, we watered it down. There's no parameters. We should be free. We should be able to do what we want to do. And there's so many ramifications that comes with that mentality and that lifestyle. I want you guys to do me do do something for me. I was going to talk about this later, but let's dive into it. Think about the most um, promiscuous person that you know. 
or sexually free, let's just say sexually free, right? Think about the most sexually free person that you know, man or woman, man or woman. For my mind, it goes straight to, it goes straight to men because I know way more promiscuous men than I do promiscuous women. And when I mean promiscuous, I'm not talking about somebody that's had multiple partners throughout their life. I'm talking about somebody who just has no limits. Like they're just like, I can do what I want to do when I want to do it with who I want to do it with. Then I want you to ask yourself after you think about that person. And again, we're not judging. We're just thinking about who they are as care as people. What are their lives like? And I want y'all to put in the comments. You don't have to say no names. You don't have to blast. But what are their lives like? Would you consider them to be a happy person and not happy on social media? I'm talking about if you know them personally, even if they're not your friend, but you see them, are they happy personally? Do you trust them? Are they trustworthy people? Would you trade places with their lives? Really think about that. The per person that you know that's free in that regard, in their mind. Would you trade places with them? Do you trust them? Um, would you want their lives? And I say this is because I really believe God intended us to keep it between two people in a marriage, like I said before, because he wanted it to be sacred. It is one of the most powerful ways that we can exchange energy you know, for those who believe in energy and they don't believe in the Holy Spirit or they don't believe in maybe they don't, they don't believe in religion. Right. It is the most powerful way that you can. You can share energy. And for those of us who have already done the deed. Right. Think about the time where you may have been or slept with someone or been with someone and you were fine before you did it. Right. You were good before you did it. And then you lay down with them. And then all of a sudden, a day or two later, you're depressed. You don't feel that great or something's off and you can't figure it out. Right. But you were fine before you laid down with them. It is the biggest energy exchange ever. Right. And if you're not married to that person and say if it's just somebody you're dating or maybe even a girlfriend or boyfriend. Right. When you're married, you know the person that you're laying down with. You know what they've done every day because they check in, right? You know where they've been. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking about married, not just living together because I've done that too, which I don't recommend before marriage. Um, and I'll get into why. I'll get into why later. It remind me. Um, but when you're married, you know what that person's going through. You know what, they, what happened to them at work. You know what happened to them in the street, you know, because you guys check in and they communicate on a frequent basis. So, you know, their energy when you're dating somebody or maybe you're not dating them and you just like, you know what? want to get my rocks off and I just want to sleep with them. You don't know their trauma. You don't know their energy field. You know what they present to you and what they put on social media. You have no clue on what really goes on on their day to day lives. So then when you sleep with them, right, and there's this energy exchange. Now, especially if you're a woman, we are the incubators, you know, and especially if you met, let a man, oh, this is going to sound so bad. I'm so sorry, y'all. If you let a man download into you, if you know what I'm talking about, you know, we all grown. I just can't say it on the Internet. And I'm, and I'm trying to keep it PG because sometimes my grandparents watch these. If you let a man download into you, you have taken on his energy. You have taken on everything that he eats. 
So say if you're a vegan and that person eats meat, um, and we're going to keep it grown and funky. I'm, I got to keep it real with y'all because I think these are things that we don't really think about or talk about, right? Especially if you are operating in the in the world of fellatio. You know, you you are intaking everything that that person, all that person is, their energy with their diets, uh, if they smoke, if they drink, if they everything, right? And I believe that that's why it talks about it being unpure because one, it's not covered by the spirit. And two, you don't know that person. Even if you know them, you don't know them. When you're not in a marriage, there's so much about a person that you don't know on a day-to-day -day basis. That you don't know if you're, if you're dating, a lot of people haven't even dealt with their own childhood trauma to let you know what happened in their childhood. You know what I mean? Or they have demons they don't even know because they're not even right. And I'm not talking about right as far as with God. I'm talking about right within themselves, right? They haven't even been honest about the th the areas they need to work on and change and, and the ways they need to grow and heal. So you're taking on that person's energy and vice versa with men as well. I feel like some men are walking around here uneasy a lot because they think like, oh, I released. I got, you know, this person over here, this person over here. But you're carrying around this person's energy this person's energy and this person's energy and wondering why you're off balance. It's it's a lot deeper than just the act. Some people look at uh, sexual relations as just like a sport, right? Especially men, because they're not held. A lot of men aren't held to that standard. It's a very general. I'm speaking very generally. Men aren't held to the same standard as women when it comes to relations. So they can do what they can do what they want to do. And when you do what you want to do with Kim, Lisa, uh, Tracy, Stacy, Monica, Vicky, Sharon, Rhonda, Karen, and Nikki. <laughs> you are dealing with daddy issues, uh, energy, B energy, uh, toxins, because we all got something. Even the holiest of holy Christians, we all got something. The only one that was scot-free was Jesus, okay? We all got something. But because we don't know each other like that, now that energy is just being exchanged and exchanged and exchanged and, ex and exchanged, right? So I'm going to give you guys a few scriptures that I want you to read. Um, and I want you to, to do. So go ahead and read Leviticus 18 for yourself and see what you find. Leviticus 18. There's a reason why I, I believe God wants to restrict us from the act. Again, it's not about controlling us. It's about protecting us. And we are being challenged in Numbers 25 and 1 to curve our appetites. And here's the thing. The reason why I believe God wanted us to stay pure and not have sexual relations before marriage, because when you don't know, you've never experienced something, you don't know what you're missing. Yes, you have hormones. Yes, you, you have energy. Yes, you have the urges, right? That's just natural. That is natural. However, you can't miss nothing that you never had. So we're so that's the first thing. <laughs> Secondly, we can't be a slave to anything. Some people will not fully divide, divulge into Christianity or divulge into their walk with God um, because of this shame that they have or they don't want to be shamed. They don't want to be held to accountable and be shamed to do to not be able to do what they want to do. 
uh, this is a, this is such a hard conversation to have not on to have on the internet. Y'all have no idea how much I'm struggling right now to have this conversation. Um, but we're being challenged to curb our appetites because we don't. God doesn't want us to be a slave to anything. One Corinthians, First uh, Corinthians six and twelve. He does not want us to be a slave to anything. And some people cannot get the relationship with God they want because they won't let it go. Or they can't have the relationship they want because they won't let it go. For them, that is a non-negotiable. They have to have sex. And I feel like if we have to have sex, then what are we a slave to? And it's before I answer, Percy, thank you so much for a super chat. Before I answer this, I had to say this. It's interesting to me and I'm speaking very generally, it's interesting to me how we can have self-control over our money. We can have self-control over our bodies, meaning go to the gym and we'll work out and we'll be consistent. We'll be with our schedules. But that one thing is something that we are like, nope, not letting go of that. Not giving that up. Nope. I, I'll, I'll, I'll change my diet. I'll go vegan. I have this standard for my food. I'll have this standard for my money. I'll have this standard for my business. I'll have this standard for how I dress and look to the world. But when it comes to that one thing, it's an absolute nope. Got to have it. Got to have it. And the Bible commands us, I must not be a slave to anything. And I think because God knew how powerful it was. Is the reason why he doesn't he didn't want us to have it, because when it's done properly in the sanctity of Mary, it's beautiful. It's it's worship. It's it's phenomenal. Right. According to my married friends and for those who are married and, and aren't in that space, you got your entire life to figure it out. I shared a, a video. I want you guys to watch it after this. And it's called What is Christian Marriage Really Like with Preston Perry? And I shared it on my community page. That conversation about marriage sexual relations and all of that was a very powerful one that changed my life. A lot of viewpoints I had about marriage and sex and all of that other stuff. Right. So take some time to go watch it and do research for yourself. But avoiding. I, I wrote down first Corinthians says it says avoid sexual sin because your body is God is a part of God's and it's played and it's placed uh, with the whole where the Holy Spirit dwells. So it's asking us to protect ourselves. It's all about protection. It's all about protecting yourself, not trying to stop you from doing what you want to do, not trying to like say you can't have fun. It's really to protect us. Uh, Percy says, good morning, Brittany, the morning motivators. I agree with the title, but the number. But what is the number? The reason men don't wait until marriage, they say they want to at least trust test drive the car before marriage. OK. And to be fair, can I be can I be 100 percent honest? I used to feel the same way. I used to feel the same way, like why in the heck. Would I um, would I do that? Why, why in the heck would I would I marry somebody and not know what was going on, not know the features, not know the package, not know if it's working and, and, and not working. And that's why I really want you, Percy, and I wanted to send it to you. If I had your number, I would have sent you the video. Um, the two men were talking and they asked somebody asked that question. The host asked the question about um, about this. You know, why should I get married to somebody if I haven't test driven the car? And here's the thing. No matter what is what this this man said, no matter what, you're always going to compare it to something. You're always going to compare your wife or your lover to what you've had in the past. 
But that's why we're called not to in the first place, because if you've never had it, you have nothing to compare it to. That's the first thing. And the second thing he said is, if it's not great when you get married, you have your entire life to figure it out. The, the issue is ego. The issue is I want to be the best. And if I don't please that person or that person doesn't please me instead of having a conversation, instead of talking about it, instead of um, getting to the bottom and just saying, hey, you know what? I'm not satisfied in this area. Let's try this. Because in the sanctity of marriage, everything goes. Well, I don't That's between you and your, your husband. Right. Or your spouse in the sanctity of marriage, everything goes. And how far that left and right limit is, that's between you, your, your spouse and God. But when we have this mentality, nobody's going to be good enough because let's let's talk. Let's be real. Right. So say if somebody grows up in church and they were they had the purity thing shoved down their throat or that's what they they subscribe to. Right. I want to be pure. or Maybe somebody is saving themselves now for marriage and they want to be pure and they no longer want to indulge. If you get where am I trying to go with this? I'll just say I'll just leave that there. Go watch the video. Go watch the video. I really feel like at a certain age, everybody's had their best so far. But when it comes to being married and from what they said and. Y'all, this is so hard. Um, <laughs> from what they said. I'll just leave it there. Go watch the video. Let me let me let, and and I want you to because you'll hear from a man's perspective. I can't give a man too much information on that. Go watch it. Get a man's perspective. And, and, we'll, and we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Y'all pray for me through this. Cookie Monster says Pastor Adrian Rogers says virginity teaches you to be faithful. And it teaches us to to be it really teaches us to have self-control. It teaches us to have self-control because here's the thing. If we if we give ourselves to every desire that we have, we're, we're screwed either way. If you have a problem with food and every time you're hungry, you you go ahead and eat whatever you want to eat. Right. If, if you know food has you in a chokehold, you are a slave to food. If you cannot curb your appetite with food. So say if you know that your doctor told you, hey, your sugar is high or you have high cholesterol, you got to stop eating fried chicken and fried chicken is your weakness. If you cannot have self-control to stop eating fried chicken, eventually your health will be a problem. The same thing is for relations. If you do not curb your appetite for sexual relations as a single person, male or female, because women can be just as hot as the men, right? your self-control then is compromised. Then you're a slave to something. You have to curb your appetite. So the Bible speaks a lot about self-control. Proverbs 5 says, he will die for the lack of self-control. He will be lost. He will be lost because he of his great foolishness. Proverbs 16 and 32 says, it is to be patient. It is better to be patient than powerful. It is better to have self-control than to conquer a city. The issue is we we as a society really lack self-control because we're told not to have any. Uh, Titus 2 says, teach older men to exercise self-control, to be trustworthy and to trustworthy of respect and to live wisely. A man who lacks control in this area will lack control in other areas. 
a lot of times a man's greatest fall is because of sexual sin, because he steps outside of his marriage. He 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 does something that taints his whole entire reputation. First Peter one and 13 says, so you so think clearly and exercise self-control. Self-control is all about obedience. Self-control is all about obedience. And remember when we had the conversation about who we want to please? Remember, because uh, somebody asked, I don't want to say the name, I know who the name was. Somebody asked, well, what if I'm having relationships or I've, I've had a relationship and I now want to be celibate and my partner no longer doesn't want to be celibate? I've been giving it to him and now he wants it. And we had a conversation about, well, who do you want to please? If you're being called to obedience and you're being called to God and you're being called not to it's very hard to not be convicted in that area. If you start going to church, if you start reading your Bible, if you start really trying to walk in what we call a Christian walk, being Christ-like, the two cannot exist in the same place. There's no way your spirit is not going to be convicted to stop your sexual sin. It's, it's just, it's dang near impossible if you're really trying to do it the, the right way, right? Quote in air quotes with the right way, because there's everybody's going to be Everybody's going to have their stumbling blocks. And I'm not saying that if you ever stumble, that it's something that you should be ashamed of. But it is something that we got to repent, ask God for and keep working at getting and fixing that. Because now we're a slave to it because we can't say no to ourselves. We can't curb that appetite. But who do we want to please? At the end of the day, if we don't get nothing out of this conversation, because I know it's a little all over the place because I'm nervous. (laughs) Who do we want to please? Do we want to please ourselves? And we want to give in to every desire we have. And we want to just do it because it makes us feel good for 30 minutes. And let's be clear. 10, 5, 15, 30 minutes. Or do we want to please God by being obedient? And again, it's for our protection. Like Shamber says, it's not because he doesn't want us to enjoy ourselves. He does. He wants us to enjoy ourselves in marriage where it's pure, where it's holy, where it's the Holy Spirit. And he can be a part of it and make it better. But if we're out here test driving all of these cars. <laughs> then we're going it's going to water down the, the experience that it has if you keep that mindset. And even if it's bad, you got your whole life to figure it out. Um Let's let's talk about that. So how do you know when you found your husband? Oh, that's between you and God. I don't know. I feel like God will will tell you, but then God will also tell him. And then it takes time. It takes time. But just because you feel like you found your husband doesn't mean you go test drive that car, because what you don't want to do is be like Sarah and taint some taint your blessing. Never take it into your own hands. God will let God work. You may know that that's your husband and you got years to wait. It might not be the right time. It might not be the right situation. You keep praying about it. You keep you. You just pray for that person. You pray for your husband. So say if you think that Percy is your husband, right? Pray for Percy, but then pray for your husband because you could be wrong. You could be wrong. People have been wrong before. You know how many men have told me that women have told them that that was their husband? I've been wrong before when I thought God told me somebody was my husband and God gives us free will. So it's not like he ain't going to tell you. And then that man don't know either. So it's not, I shouldn't be like, oh, I know that's my husband. So let me go chase him. No, no, no. That's between you and God. You keep that to yourself and you keep praying for your, for that person and your husband. And when the time fits, you just continue to work on yourself 
And, and if and if that's your person then you'll be friends, God will put you to it. Just it will happen. It will happen. Um, but I don't think that that's going to that doesn't warn us to just go out and just start doing what we want to do. Um, Purple Love says, yes. Hey, Percy, she said people use that excuse. We got to make sure that we're sexually compatible. That is an excuse. Because to be fair, right, so say if we did it the right way how God has commanded us to do it by not doing it at all. We wouldn't even know what, what good and what bad was. We'd have to figure it out with that person. We'd have to figure it out because there would be nothing to compare it to. So say if you had somebody that was swinging off the chandelier, right? She did everything. She put it back in a, she flipped it, flopped it, slipped it, whatever. Use your imagination, right? Why you didn't marry her then? If that's all it took, if that is all that it takes to have a loving marriage, to have a God-fearing marriage, to to do, why didn't you marry the woman that was swinging off the chandeliers and doing all of the, the freak nasty things that, that you wanted? Why you marry her? And I'll tell you why. Because that does not make a marriage. It takes more than that. So being compatible, if I'll just say this. Why do we think so little of God? Right. Why do we think so little of God? Like if I get a God fearing woman, or if I get a God fearing man and we're compatible, we go through the seasons together. He aligns us. We've been prayed over. We go. We do this, this and this and this and this. And then we're married. Oh, my gosh. And the sex is trash. And now I got to be I, 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 the world is over. God creates miracles like God. Why do we think so little of God? Why do we think that he can't come in and work that, too? He's worked your finances. He's kept you employed. He's kept you from covid. He's kept you from uh, yourself. He's he's forgiven you time and time and time and time again. Why do you think that he wouldn't come and bless your marriage in that way if you worked at it? Can we not be taught things once one season of your life? You were horrible with money and now you're great with money at one season in your life. You only rented and now you have a home in one season of your life. You were a utter. You were depressed. You were down. You were out. And now you're thriving. If God can change your life, if God can create miracles in every single turn, you didn't have any money. And as soon as they was about to repossess the car, cut your lights off, take your house, take your apartment. God showed up. If God can do all of that for you, why do we think so little of him that he couldn't come in and work our marriage? And from the people who have told me they worked on it and just listening to that podcast that I told you about, because he said him and his wife really wasn't really rocking at first, you know, because people have trauma. People go through things. People have, you know, and to set that standard for you to expect to have men have the most unrealistic expectations when it comes to this area. You want her to be a saint and go to church and do this and be this housewife and then turn around after not experiencing any men be Anita. What's her name? Anita uh, freak until the day until the dawn. You want her to be Trina. You want her to be Meg the Stallion. Make it make sense. <laughs> you know, so. But if she is all those things before you marry her, no, she's too, she's, she's had too much experience. She's too impure. So regardless of all that to say, we got to be realistic, but then to know that if God showed up in every other area in your life, why wouldn't he show up in that area when he's covered the marriage? Now, is he going to cover the relationship in that area? No, 
He ain't blessing that. That's sinful. That's not God don't bless sin. And I'm not saying that blessings can't come out of sin because he he can work everything for his good. However, comma, pause. God cannot bless sin. Like when people pray before they rob a bank, God ain't got nothing to do with that. You hollering out, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, during the, during the act and that's not your wife or your husband. That ain't God. That's the, the devil. The devil can make you feel good, too. Y'all forget we can get blessings from the devil, too. Don't think because he he rocked your boat and, and I can attest and I want the women out here to, to, to say it as well in the comments. Wasn't some of the best you've ever had gave you the biggest headache? Outside of the married women, married women don't say nothing. <laughs> married women, you sh keep that to yourself. Let's 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 be we're all grown. Right. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. I'm sorry to my grandparents and my parents who may watch this later. I apologize. But let's I got to keep it a buck. I'm, I'm a God fearing Christian woman. We got to we got to speak it real. Wasn't some of the best you ever had tied to the most trash person you've ever met or giving you the big worst headache or had you all spiritually and, 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 and all messed up on the inside? Great sex does not equal a great person. However, in a marriage, God can come in and do amazing things. So don't hold your standard to to that, because then it's just like you're telling God, I ain't got no faith in you. You've, you've shown me this woman. You've presented this person to me. You've presented this man to me. You told me this was my husband. I've prayed about it. We've prayed about it. We've gone and done all of these steps to get married. But I don't have that much faith. I got faith in every other area of my life. But that I don't got no faith in that. I got I got to make sure because I used to be one of those people. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I used to be like, I don't know. I ain't going to marry nobody that da, da, da. But I was convicted. How 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 little faith do you have in me? Why God don't set you up for failure like that? We set ourselves up. Sydney says, yes, uh, that always is an interesting phrase to me because folks want to test drive us like cars, but not take us, not take care of us like they take care of their cars. Boom. <laughs> she Amber says, I agree, uh, but I somewhat agree. Like we don't want to get married and haven't tested, but I agree comparing what has happened. And also I think God doesn't want us to get married just for, he doesn't because marriage is so much more than that. Let's talk about marriage is the per, is for God's glory. Marriage is to link up and have a purpose filled union. God made Adam and said, you know what? It's not good for man to be by himself because I've given him a mission. He needs a helpmate. Marriage is for the glory of God. It ain't just about sex. You just get to have it in your marriage. That's like your reward. Right. Um, I really think that that is your reward. And that's how you procreate. That's how you create life and you continue to make human beings on the earth. It has nothing to do with um, we put we put that act up here when it should be. Purpose. Be, uh, being obedient. Walking in like all of that stuff should be a priority way before we make that a priority. And I understand how important it is in a marriage. But why can't it be talked about like everything else? You could talk about your finances. You can talk about, you know, behavior. You could talk about roles. You could talk about everything else. But you, can't, you don't talk about that or people don't talk about that. This is, this is really interesting how our minds work. 
it's very interesting. I feel it's very interesting how us humans, how us humans operate when it comes to this topic. Um, Purple Love says, but I don't know if a man is truly good. And if a man is truly good, I don't know if a man is truly good in bed, he wouldn't worry about how good his lady is because he's confident that he can teach her. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I understand what you mean, Purple Love, right? Like if you really... If you really handling your business, this shouldn't even be a cause for concern. But here's the thing. Everybody is different. And personally, I'm going to use you because you're like the main guy on this thing. But you can rock somebody's world in one relationship and be trash in somebody else's. So I think that this is an unrealistic standard that anybody can have, male or female, because you could think you could rock it till you till you can't whatever. You could think that you're putting it down, that you're doing the dang thing. And then to somebody else, it's like, eh. So I think that we got to take this 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 ego off the table. And let's let's focus on obedience. Focus on what God is calling you to do. Focus on what is 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 right for you. And I'm going to go back and read some of the earlier comments. Um, please put the comments down below. I understand we only got 10 minutes left. I'm going to stay on and read all the comments because I feel like this topic is very important. And I, again, apologize. It's all over the place. But I really feel like it's an important conversation for us to have because um, we don't talk about this enough, I, I believe. Sydney says, I agree, she Amber. I've been thinking a lot about the fact that we have to know each other outside of the bedroom to flourish since the bedroom isn't everything. What is the person? Uh What's the numbers verse? The numbers verse is I'm going to give you guys a few. So write these down um, because I won't have time. I want y'all did so many notes, but write these down so you guys can go in and read and do your own research. So here's Leviticus 18. Read that. Read numbers 25 and one. Numbers 25 and one. We must not be a slave to anything. Avoid sexual sin because the body, it's body of God is one. First Corinthians six and twelve. And it's not, and I want to say this, it's not shame. It's just conviction. We got to be convicted. Read 1 Corinthians 6 and then see how you feel, right? Read, uh, the, uh, shoot, I always get this wrong, wrong. Theologians, Thessalonians or something like that for live to please God. Live to please God, not ourselves, not men, not any of that. Uh, also, Thessalonian four, <laughs> and this is this is one of the thing that I, I read with that. It said, "Each of you will have control over your own body. Each of you will have control over your own body, which is very important. Some people we don't got no control. Just out here doing what we want to do. That is not walking and being obedient, y'all." It, it ain't um, John three. He loved us so much that he's trying to save us from ourselves, y'all. Jonathan three and then read three and four. And it talks about everyone who ascends is breaking God's law for the sin is contrary to the law of God. Anyone who keeps sinning doesn't know God is what it says. John three and four and people are like, well, I know God, then why are we doing what he's telling us not to do? It's like parents, right? If you're a parent or if you're an uncle, an aunt, 
and you have nieces and nephews, children, you may tell them not to do something that they don't understand, but it's for their protection, right? Don't play ball in the street. Well, why we can't play ball in the street? Ain't no cars coming. I understand cars may come, so don't play ball in the street. Man, I don't want to do, I want to play ball in the street. I told you don't play ball in the street. I'm trying to make sure that you don't get hit by a car. I feel like that's how we do God. God gives us a commandment and tells us not to do something. Even if we don't understand, we like, but I don't get it. Why we, why can't, why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? Why can't I do that? He's trying to protect us. It's the same relationship. But when we don't obey and do what we want to do, because we want to do it. And again, not to shame, but it's just like, who do we want to please ourselves or do we want to please God? Um, we want people to follow our rules all the time. We want people to do exactly. We want our kids, our businesses, our employees. We want to be the boss. We want people to follow our rules all the time, but we don't want to follow God's rules. He just gave us some rules. He didn't say we couldn't have, you know how much stuff you could do? It only take you 30, 15, five minutes to do the act. And we get so, oh, don't take that from me. <laughs> you can do, you can go skating. You can go hiking. You can go put a puzzle together. The more you control it, the less it controls you. But if you are in a space where you're like, Brittany, bump all of that. I ain't listening. Like some people like left a long time. Like I ain't listening to none of that. I don't care. I'm gonna do my thing. It has power over you. You're a slave to it. Because if you can't put something down for the betterment of yourself, for being obedient to what we're told to do, then you're a slave to it. If you're told to put the fried chicken down because the fried chicken ain't helping you, you're a slave to it. If you are being told to put the Swede down and you can't put it down, you're a slave to it. Bible says don't be a slave to nothing, nothing. First Peter, so think clearly and exercise self-control. First Peter, second Peter, don't be deceived by people who talk to you, talk you into sexual perversion, saying it's instinct and it's animalistic. People, men will tell you, man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, it's natural. That's what we supposed to do. You know, why should I do, I'm a man. Why should I do this, do that, do that? Well, read what the Bible says about self-control. I want everybody, first Peter, first Peter is really short. Read first Peter, read the whole thing. Talks about marriage, talks about a wife, talks about a husband, talks about sexual sin, talks about all of that. It's very, very short. Why can't I do that? I can, I can do that. I can do that. Well, what about your self-control, sir? Ladies, if a man does not have sexual control before he gets married, he ain't going to have it when you're married. If you don't have sexual control of yourself before you get married, you will not have it when you're married. Marriage is not a, a wand. It, it, it only exposes who you are. It only exposes who you are. It, it can make you a better person or it can make you a not so great person or see the see the sides and areas of yourself that you're not proud of. That's the same thing with a relationship. A relationship should be doing the same thing. It shouldn't be. It should be great and fun, but it shouldn't be. It's, it should be a reflection of who you are. Purple Love says, I would worry if he is a good person. 
a good personality is important. I would test drive his character, not his sex ability, because we can work through that. That's what we need to be focused on. Y'all, not y'all, but men be so worried about what she's like in bed. Who learns her heart? We so worried about can he put it down? Who is he? <laughs> Who is he as a person? Does he have self-control? Self-control is important, y'all. Self-control is important. Brittany, you have my number. I Zoom called you. I thought you had it. Uh, I think I may have it in my calendar. But I'm saying when I didn't have it stored in my phone. Y'all go to my community page on YouTube. It has a list of tabs. It says videos, lives, da, da, da. And it says community. Click that community tab. It has this video that I want y'all to watch. It's really good. And it's a man's perspective on marriage, sin, sex, and all that stuff like that. Shanice says, not to mention you become yoked in the spirit. Uh, the two shall become one and not to be too preachy. But the reason people become addicted to sex and pornography is because you have something something on you. It's it's y'all we it is very hard to be and walk in God's word. It is very hard to read your Bible, go to church. And that's why we got to be in a community because you will be convicted. OK, people don't want to be convicted because they want to do what they want to do. But we can't do that because John three commands us. Everyone who sins is breaking God's law. And sin, it, and anytime sex was brought up, guess what else was brought up? Gossip, uh, being a thief. All sin is created equal. So it says everyone who sins is breaking God's law. And for all sin is contrary to the law of God. Anyone who keeps sinning doesn't know God. Because what you're telling him is, I heard you, but I ain't going to listen to you. Imagine if your kids told you that. Imagine if your, your nieces and nephews told you that. If I say, hey, don't touch that, that's hot. I'm going to do it anyway. I don't care what you say. How disrespectful is that? Now we ready to pop the kid. We ready to put the kid in timeout. We ready to spank the kid. But we don't give God that same respect. We don't give God that same respect. We want to do what we want to do. Um, why do we think so little of God? Why do we think so little of God that, and I'm going to stay on because I think that this, I got a time today, it's Friday. Uh, for those of you who want to stay, stay. For those of you who got to go to work, God bless. Um, <laughs> I like praying in silence so Satan doesn't hear me. Well, we got to shout to the Lord sometimes and that's okay. The, the, way, the way Satan doesn't bother you, because the devil ain't nothing to fear. Get behind me, Satan. I'm covered in the blood. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. All you got to do is bring Jesus and God up and start quoting scripture. Oh, God, the devil gets irritated. The devil and God can't operate in the same space. So if you want to let this Satan flee you, get behind me. Get behind me, Satan. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. That's all you got to do. You ain't got to fear God. You could you could speak your your truths boldly and proudly, but don't think you won't be tested or tempted. That's the thing. God will test you with patience. God will test you with food. If food is if food is your if your is your master, you will be tested in the area of food. If discipline is your weakness, you will be tested in areas of discipline. If being uh if 
what's the word I'm looking for? If being obedient is your area of weakness, God will test you in that area. Once you kind of, I'll, I'll tell y'all like this, once you've curved your appetite for sexual sin, you won't be tested in that area. You know why? Because you won't even be put in those situations. You've already told yourself, I don't even, that ain't even something I'm even willing to do. I don't even put myself in those situations. So you won't be tempted. You won't. Anytime that urge comes and you want to go tight, get behind me, get behind me, Satan. Uh, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. It will go away. All you got to do with any urge is get past the urge. It will pop up again, but just get past the urge. Don't don't give into the desire and don't put yourself in a situation to make you fail. You're a human. You're a human. Know yourself. If you know that sex is hard for you to say no to, do not go to his house. Do not lay in the bed. Men, do not take her on a date. All right, it was great knowing you. Have a good night, whatever. And you go your separate ways. We just act like it's so hard. Don't want to cheat. Don't get her number. Don't follow her on Instagram. Don't even have the conversation. You know what I love when I see married men and they see me and they know I'm pretty because men are going to look, they're just humans, but they don't sin with their eyes. They don't do the, they don't do the double stare. They look at me and they keep mine in a business. They look at me and they keep mine in a business. I love that because it's like, that's a man of God. He's trying to protect himself. He don't even entertain the look. He don't even look long enough, but the married men that be staring and doing all of this, they're haughty with their eyes or sinning with their eyes. Don't even put your, don't even, if you know sexual sin is something that you are are rocking with, don't even put yourself in the situation. No, y'all don't need to live together. No, you don't need to sleep in the same bed. No, you don't need to take a nap. No, you don't need to go over his house. No, you don't need to have a couple glasses of wine. That's just how you save yourself. Know yourself. And you can be honest. You know what? This is an area that I'm struggling with and I don't even want to, I don't even want to put myself in a bad situation. If you know the car is going to trip you up, don't even sit in the car. Hey, I'll meet you inside. I know you want to see if he's chivalrous. Let him open the restaurant door. <laughs> Let him open the restaurant door. Be true to yourself. Be honest. Be like, hey, this is an area I'm struggling with and I don't want to fall. I'm trying to obey God, not man so or myself. So let me not put myself in the situations. And then when you curve that, it's on to the next thing that you're that you're working with and you're working through. Um, Purple Love said he could. He could be good in bed, but a pookie and Ray Ray. <laughs> Y'all are. And this is from a married woman. Sex is a bonus. It's a tool. This is somebody that's married. Um, Venetia says, wow, for real. Thousands of uh, of their <laughs> thousands of their car. I didn't even see what y'all said, but keep talking to each other. I'm just trying to go through these comments. Oh, I didn't see this uh, second super chat, Percy. Thank you. I didn't see this. Hold on one second. Uh, Ross says, I've been married for 20 years. Last month, marriage is a whole lot of everything. Thank you, Ross. <laughs> Percy says, Brittany, as a man, I met I met so many women who have been, yes, or, yep, y'all read it. Y'all know what he's talking about. So I also need to dig into her past and ask, did she get therapy for that? Now, when you do that, Percy, if you're still on, tread lightly because this could be a sore subject. And I really don't think that this is anything that you need to ask a woman. I think that when she's ready to share, because you don't know what what area she's still dealing with. And there's a lot of men that have also had this happen to them. Right. That have been um, assaulted as a child. 
or the R word, which we don't want to say online, but y'all know what we're talking about. Men have also went through this as well. I don't think that this is something you need to ask. I think this is something that will come up, like, especially if you're just getting to know her, if she's not even your girlfriend yet or your wife, like, this is the thing. You're never going to be fully healed. There's going to be things in marriage that marriage is going to show you that you need to work on. I think this is a deeper conversation once you know that this is your fiance. Like, hey, have we what, what's going on in this area? Is it something that you need to go to therapy about? Have you healed? Now, if she brings it up in conversation while y'all are dating or while y'all are boyfriend and girlfriend, then cool. But I don't think this is something that you should ask because you never know how this may trigger. This may prompt somebody. Everybody's level is different. I feel like if she's healed or if she's ready to talk about it, she'll tell you um, or it'll come up in conversation. And maybe if you want to be transparent, you can tell her how it's maybe happened to you to open that door to see if you can be transparent. But I think that this is a topic that you should not bring up. I don't think men should bring up this topic um, unless you plan to marry her. If you plan to marry her, you probably already know a lot of this anyway. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't just while you're dating and getting to know somebody, you just never know somebody's where somebody is on that spectrum. And you could possibly trigger somebody and possibly uh, really hurt them. So I don't think that uh, you should do that. Purple Love says the devil will bring impure thoughts into your mind and you rebuke them. I get pure, impure thoughts all the time. Y'all, I'll be sitting there trying to read my Bible and here come the city girls in my head. I'll be like, Jesus, okay. <laughs> I'll be like, all right, brain, stop. You know, we got to be in more control of ourselves. That's the thing is like, don't be a slave to anything. Control yourself. It's 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 hard at first. It gets easier. The more you do it, the easier it gets. Uh, Sydney says, don't forget to tell us to take uh, take on why folks shouldn't live together for me. Thank you for this, Sydney. Um, and I hope Sydney's still on. So the reason why we shouldn't do this and why people that are dating or in relationships shouldn't act married is because you're not married. You're not married. So you're going to be faced with marriage challenges that should be done within a marriage. You shouldn't be acting married when you're not married and then you're sinning. Let's just call a spade a spade. When I was living with my boyfriend, we were sinning. We were sleeping together. That's, that's facts. Like, let's miss, like, oh, we live together and we don't sleep together. Maybe, but why even put yourself in that predicament? Now, mind you, I wasn't convicted in that way when we were together. I wasn't. It wasn't, I didn't get convicted about it. I didn't feel bad about it. But then I also wasn't on the walk that I'm on now. But we should not be playing marriage and house when we're not married because there's going to be there's a level of spiritual protection and divinity in the Holy Spirit that comes on a married couple that maybe you might get tools. You might have different. Your level of prayer is different. It's just different. It's different. And although God can cover the uh, the individuals, he can't cover y'all. Y'all not under the sanctity of marriage. It's, it's not covered. The relationship is not covered. So you're playing married and you're not married. And this is coming from somebody that's doing it's not a wise decision, at least from my experience. And I understand this is a very generalized statement. There are probably people that live together and then they're married and everything is great. That's cool for them. I'm talking about the people who have yet to do it. I don't think it's wise. Because you're you're being something that you're not. Uh, and that's just from my personal standpoint. Now, do again, God will call you and tell you what you got to do for you. <laughs> uh, purple love says you can't tell you can't tell the difference between uh 
you can't tell the difference by the way boyfriend and girlfriend relationship and marriage nowadays because premarital sex and cohabitation exactly like one thing i've learned be in the phase that you're at because marriage like i was oh y'all i'm gonna give y'all something i'm gonna tell y'all a little tmi i was in the shower yesterday right and it hit me i was like wow i'm a single woman I don't got no kids bothering me when I'm in the shower. I don't have no man to worry about because I've been doing a lot of work on myself, y'all, a lot, a lot. And I was just, I started doing a little dance. I was like, I really only got to worry about myself right now in this season. I was like, that is a blessing because marriage is a lot of work. You work on yourself. You got to have somebody else to figure out. And then you got kids and there's, there's layers to this thing, right? And so when you're single, be enjoy being single. Enjoy the, the phases. When you're somebody's girlfriend, be his girlfriend. You don't got to be his wife. You don't got to come over and clean and cook and don't be in that. And that those young men talked about it, too, in the podcast that I told you guys to go watch. It's called. Um, it's called What is a Christian Marriage Really Like with Preston Perry? And it's on Truth is TV. Y'all check it out. I shared it on my community page. He was like, stop, don't do stuff when you're not married. Well, ladies, stop being wives when you're not a wife. Men, don't be. I know she wants you to be her husband because she wants the ring, but stop. Like, just be what you are at the stage. When you're a fiance, then be a fiance. When you're a wife, be a wife. You got, if you're going to be married and if you want a, a, a biblical marriage that, that commands us to be together forever, why are we rushing that? You're going to be with that person for the rest of your life. Enjoy being the girlfriend. Enjoy being the enjoy. Why like why why do we feel the need to rush? And I'm saying that out loud because I used to do that. What is the point? What is the point? Thank you for thank you, Sydney. Um let's see. Uh that's why men be like, why buy the car if you why buy the cow if you can get the milk for free? Meaning why marry you if she's already doing wifely duties? Absolutely. And this is why I tell marry, people not to date, marry married people or date married people. Why should he be divorced or why would he speed up his divorce when he has access to you? That's why you got to leave people that's already with people alone. They're going to get comfortable. People get comfortable. And, and that wasn't in the case. And I'm just going to say this. That wasn't the case for my relationship. And I'm not speaking on him. I'm talking about me just to just to clear the air. I'm talking about me and what I did. You end up doing wifely when you live with somebody, you end up being somebody's wife that is not your husband. For what? For what? You end up cooking and cleaning and then and then and then and you giving your body and you, what is the point of him? Like not to say that he wasn't, but what was the, what's the point of him marrying you if he's getting all of the privileges? What is the point? Like what's gonna change? And that's why a lot of people don't want to get married because they're like, well, what's gonna be different between us now and us later? Nothing. Nothing. Except for God is on it. But if you've already been doing it, it's gonna water down the experience. In my personal opinion. Uh, Bryson says marriage is a commitment that tests your ability to work as a unit. Ooh, come on, Bryson. Yes, love that. Uh, sex isn't a sin, fornication is. Well, exactly. Thank you for saying that. Yes, sexual sin. Jasmine, I think you came in a little late. We've already kind of covered that. <laughs> but yes, yeah, sex outside of marriage is. Um, no matter how you cut it, I don't care. It, it, and, and you could be doing it. 
so, uh, fornication, sex, the same thing. If you're not doing it within the sanctity of marriage, it's sinning. Just like overeating is sinning. Just like gossiping is sinning. Just like uh, no sin is created equal, but I mean, every sin is created equal, but that one you were doing against yourself. And it's the hardest for people to have self-control over. Nana says, yeah, I'm st uh, staying. The subject is super important. Speak about it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, if something comes up, you tell God, get behind me, Satan. She Amber says, yep, if your man or a woman is uh, staring at another female or male, he is sitting right in front of you. A little crazy. Some people just say I'm looking and that's not sinning, but it is. Well, the Bible says different. Bible says if your eyes cause you to sin, cut it out. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. And Shamba says, yes, speak Jesus into your prayers for sure and talk the devil uh, and talk to the devil daily. I said this before I tell the devil every morning. I say, I'm not dealing with you today. So <laughs> leave me the devil. I just be like, anytime, anytime, uh, impure, just something, I be like, get behind me, Satan, because I don't be nothing but you trying to distract me. Um, Percy says, do you think you should tell him if you're struggling that area of sex or some men who will use that to their advantage and know she is weak in that area? I will say this. Um, I think you share what you're comfortable with sharing. But here's the thing. If you've been doing the work, it will be very easy to spot the people who aren't right. So say if you've been reading your Bible in church trying to get your life right, trying to obey God, you will learn in the first couple of conversations if that person is in this on the same page as you. That's why I always tell y'all, do not start dating somebody unless you've had a couple conversations. You know, the talking stage, talk. So what are you into? Do you go to church? Do you like, oh, what do you, what do you like to do for fun? Um, what are your hobbies? What are your goals? Uh, do you, you know, what do you think about you know, sex before marriage, conversation, then you'll know if you're on the same page. And if you're not on the same page, you're not compatible. Don't go on the date. It's that easy. Y'all stop. We ain't out here looking for free meals. That's beneath us. That miss it. Miss it. You can feed yourself. Men, you want some company? Go hang out with your homeboys. Go hang out with your mom, your sister, your, your cousin, your aunt. If you want to be around feminine energy, like we don't have to like and I'm not talking about Percy. We got to stop being so like unintelligent. Does that make sense? Like sometimes I'll do stuff and I'll be like, you know, like we know better. Right. Let's 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 you because we here's the thing. When it comes to God, I feel like sometimes we can have so many like when it comes to our money, when it comes to our discipline with the gym, when it comes to all these other areas in our lives, we got rules, standards. But when it comes to God and it comes to, the, to dating and people, we just don't. We don't hold those same standards. We don't hold those same standards. Chef says, I have lived with my boy with boyfriends and I'm never doing it again. <laughs> I lived with one and I agree. And not to say that he was a horror. It wasn't a horrible experience. He wasn't a horrible person. But why would I do that when I'm on my new walk? If you let me tell you this. As a Christian, I can't speak for other religions and I'm not this is not a shame thing. Right. The more you get convicted, meaning if you read your Bible, there's no way you're not. 
If you go to church, there's no way you're not. That's why people stay away from those two things. Unless it's church hurt and trauma, I understand that. But people do not want to stop doing what they know they got. They should stop doing because you, you read it. It tells you how many times about it. Let me find how many times it tells you. I'm going to find it. It tells us plenty of times that we ain't supposed to be doing something. It tells us one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. It tells us 19 times why having sex outside of marriage is wrong. And, and, and he black and white about it. He don't give no exceptions. And that's why that's why the Bible can be a little harsh sometimes, because I believe God needed to tell us, like, it is what it is. Ain't no ain't no ain't no gray area, because if I give y'all a gray area, y'all going to do too much. So this is what you need to do. This is your left and right limit. Do it. But we want to do what we want to do. We want to do what we want to do. Waiting on God is our temple into God. Ooh. Bryson says this is a uh, that's like giving each other titles of husband and wife or a hubby, husband and wifey, uh, wife doing husband or wife duties when dating. Yeah, it's not my husband. And then even if you believe that, right, even if God told you that's your wife, that's your husband, you don't got to tell them that is between you and God. Um, I thought you were in a relationship, Brittany. I must be late. You ain't on my Patreon. <laughs> yeah, y'all, that relationship is, is, is been over for a while now, actually. Um, I'm a single woman. Uh, Ross, and I'm I'm, I'm very happy. Uh in all transparency, that was a hard, that was like one of the hardest relationships to get out of. Not, not the breakup wasn't hard. It was like mentally, uh, mentally, that was the hardest one to get out of, but I am happy. I'm in a great place. I wish him nothing but the best, still love him to death. Um, and I, and I hope he's flourishing and doing great things, but no, we're no longer together. Uh, Ross says dated my husband for five years before we got married. And you know, and you know, a person before you marry them and you still marry them just set uh, and you still marry them you just set yours up no you're good <laughs> y'all i'm good i am good i was on morning motivation when all this was going down if y'all remember remember that one there was like one or two days where i just my eyes were glossed over and i was speaking really slow and i was really yeah, i was in a bad that was when it happened first happened that was like that was months ago so um thank you and i believe this too and this is the thing too this is what i want to say again we and thank you for that chev and i appreciate that and i believe that as well as christians right we have to have faith when anything goes on in our lives when, when the money ain't coming when the bills need to be paid when our Babies are sick when we're sick, when our mothers are sick. We pray and ask God for everything else. Why don't you think that God is going to hook you up with the person that you're supposed to be with? Why do we go on the Internet and listen to people that don't know us and are talking to their cameras and take that in and, and think that that's your life? And because they're making a blank statement and a generalization of you or your situation. Pray. If we have faith in all the other areas, 
If we have faith that God is going to help us with our money, if we think that God is going to help us get that house, we think that God is going to help us get that job. We think that God is going to help us with these kids. We think that God is going to help us with our relationships with our parents. We think that God is going to heal us from our past. We believe that God is good. We believe all of these things. But when it comes to love relationships and a God love, God stable relationship, we feel like, oh, that's not going to happen. When you tell when you tell God there's no good people out there, there's no good women, there's no good men, nobody's like that, there's no Christian, blah, 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 blah. We tell you God all those things. Why would he show up for you when you already told him what, what he was going to do? Faith is hope with, for things unseen. God, I know my whole thing is I know God done did it for all these folks. Why won't he do it for me? God is doing it for all of these folks that I see. Why won't he do it for me? That's how I have faith. I'd be like, oh, I love that. Thank you, God. And I bless their marriage. I bless their situation. I'm like, I know you can do it for me because you did it for others. Hallelujah. I'm in the space. And the thing is, it's just going to take time, y'all. Stuff just takes time. So it's OK to give things time. Make sure that we're doing what we're supposed to do in the interim. Um, if you guys want to read about self-control, Proverbs 5 and 23. Proverbs 16 and, and 32. Timothy 3 and 2. Timothy 3 and 2 talks about leadership. I think every man should read 1 Timothy 3. He must be faithful to his wife and he must exercise self-control, live wise, and have good a good reputation. Can't do that if you if you don't practice self-control. Hmm. Titus 2, teach older men to exercise self-control and be worthy of respect and live wisely. First Peter, first Peter in 13 says, so think clearly and exercise self-control. Self-control is obedience. It's saying, you know what? As much as I might want to do this, I can't do it. So I ain't going to do it. <laughs> All right. Is there any other comments, questions, or concerns? I really appreciate y'all chiming in today. Um, sorry if I missed a comment or two. Um, I noticed that there are different attitudes between losing our virginities. I didn't, I missed this. Absolutely. Absolutely. But hopefully we're setting, we're holding men and women to the same standard because we're all children of God. But again, it's not shameful, but it's just like, what type of walk do we want to have? What type of walk do we want to have? Do we want to be obedient or do we want to do what we want to do? That's all we got to ask ourselves. That's all I ask myself. I'd be like, Brittany, do you want to please you or do you want to please God? And I'd be like, oh, God. And I'm like, OK, then sit down somewhere. OK. <laughs> yes, you guys have an amazing weekend. I love you guys so much. Thank you for rocking with me. And thank you for staying on a little longer. I hope you guys have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day and just love each other. Love God. Love yourselves. Get into a good Bible based church. Read your word. Read your scripture. Get you a Bible, even if it's a digital one. But I love the physical. Um, and just it's OK to be convicted. It's OK to stop doing things you used to do. It's not easy at first, but it does get easier. Um, and just remember, who do you want to please? You or God. All right. I love you guys so much. I pray that you guys have a beautiful, 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 blessed weekend. Thank you. Does anybody have any other questions before we get out of here? I just want to make sure I get everybody. Stay safe. and make, <laughs> I love she Amber. She had a safe weekend. Stay safe and make wise decisions. Yes, I love y'all so much. Thank y'all for being here. I appreciate it. Um, 
All right, y'all go have a beautiful, blessed weekend. And I will see y'all on Monday. I'll see y'all on Monday. Bye.